0: Alright friends, welcome back to another episode of the Battles Nonsense Podcast. I'm flying solo again today. We're just talking about any and all things. Mostly, you know, just the shit I want to talk about. So if you're into that, stay tuned. So, I do have my dishwasher going. I apologize if you can hear it. Sorry, not sorry. I had to get this done. It's Sunday and I'm procrastinating again. You know, it's just been one of those weekends where I'm just like super tired from doing everything, running around, running amok because I can never sit down. But that wedding last weekend, it just got me because it, you know, then I didn't have any days off. So, I finally just said, you know, I'm just going to go to the gym and go grocery shopping and I'm going to sit my ass on the couch. And not do anything. And thankful that we had book club on Friday where my friends were all like, Have you watched Marvelous Miss Maisel? Or Miss Marvelous Miss Maisel, I think is what it is on Amazon Prime. I was like, No, sounds cool. I can watch it. So I started watching that today and it's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. But then I knew I had to get up and do this podcast for y'all, so I'm not waiting till last minute since tomorrow's super busy for me at work and everything. But it's just me solo today, just rambling on. I'm going to try to continue the conversation from last week. I do apologize if I overlap a little bit because I'll just be honest with you, I don't go back and listen to my podcast. I'm not really a big editor, just not my thing. So I kind of briefly know what I said, but not in detail. So we'll just carry on with that here in a minute. I do want to give a quick shout out because I don't think it made it to the takes last week. Again, I'll, if I'm recording and I'm editing like at the same time, stopping and starting or whatever, if I'm like, I don't like the way that sounded in my head, then I'll redo it at the moment. So if there's like, you know, 20 takes, I don't know which one makes it live for y'all. So so sometimes I'm like, ugh what did I say? I said a lot of stuff, but I don't know what made it or not. So I wanted to shout out um, Elizabeth Davis. I had coffee with her a couple of weeks ago. She is a health coach here in Huntsville as well. She, um, I think she does Optivia, if I'm saying that correctly, but she also just in general wants people to be their best versions of themselves, the healthiest versions of themselves. So she just gives wonderful encouragement. She's so positive. It was wonderful meeting her. She also has a podcast here in Huntsville as well, so we met up to kind of talk about podcasting and just get to know one another, podcast to podcast here in Huntsville, and she just encouraged me, you know, towards the end of our conversation to do more solo episodes because I do enjoy it. It's just scary and just trying to jump on the mic because obviously you want to be somewhat organized because a lot of people don't like unorganized people, and... (laughs) sometimes that's just not me on the solo. When it comes to interviewing someone, obviously, I got to get my shit together because I don't want to waste someone's time. Um, All the female entrepreneurs here in Huntsville that I interview, even some of the males that come on, obviously, they're running a business, they're self employed, you know, they don't have time for me to be like, uh, oh, wait, well, wait, 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 you know, anyways. So I just want to give a quick shout out to her. Thank you so much for encouraging me to jump on and do more solo episodes. Y'all can follow her on Instagram at my health coach, Elizabeth Davis and connect with her there. Her link to her podcast is on her Instagram as well. And you can all go find some inspiration there. I also forgot to mention last week, and someone pointed this out because I said I was going to do an update from everything I had posted because I'm trying to post more on Instagram. It's just sometimes it's hard because you ain't got no content to post or you're looking real crazy and nobody wants to see you looking crazy. I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I had a little pre-cancer on my chest pop up, which at the time I didn't know was precancerous. So I do yearly skin checks at a dermatologist um, here in Huntsville. I've been going for the past I want to say six, seven, eight years. I'm not real f- sure, honestly. Maybe longer. Anyways, obviously, I'm redheaded. I'm fair skinned. I have more prone to skin damage, sunburns. Oddly enough, being fair skinned, I do tan pretty easily. Um, I have to have a base tan and then I can pretty much tan and not get burned. I only burn on my nose and my shoulders. So that's the areas I always applied sunscreen when I was a kid. But Because it was real popular to be tan in my junior high and high school days. That's what I wanted to do. So I stupidly, like everyone else, this shows my age, laid on the trampoline with some baby oil with just sunscreen on my shoulders and my nose. And I did not burn and I had a beautiful tan for a redhead. I mean, obviously, I wasn't like super dark or anything, but enough where people weren't making fun of me at school. So, with that being said, Skin damage takes years, 10 to 15 years, I believe don't quote me on that. I think that's what Hannah said when she was on the podcast before to show up. So I'm seeing all that sun damage now. With that being said, where I was going with that conversation is I do yearly skin checks now because all this skin damage like these dark spots are coming up. Freckles are getting bigger, changing shapes and that's the thing they say to watch for, you know, with melanomas like shape, size color, um, border, all those things that you're supposed to pay attention to. So if it starts to change, you can tell someone, well, I noticed this area on my chest came up like two weeks prior to my appointment. And I was like, it's probably nothing. I used to have a mole in the same area that I had removed when I lived in Nashville. And I was like, it may just be that regrowing. I don't know. So when I got my yearly skin check done, you know, he goes over everything and then he's like, do you have any areas of concerns you want me to focus on the most? Or like, have you noticed any of your moles changing? And I was like, well, actually, you know, I have this area on my chest. Could you look at it? And he looked at it and he's an older dermatologist in town. And he was like, yeah, that's pre skin cancer. Like, I don't even have to take that off or biopsy it. I can tell you that's what it is. So let's just go ahead and freeze it off while you're in the office today. And um, we won't have to worry about it in the future. And I was like, okay, great, we'll do that. So he was like, good thing you brought that to my attention. Because once it turns to cancer, you know, you do have to do the biopsy, depending on what comes back, like, let's say it was melanoma, then they have to cut a huge area around it because melanoma can be under the skin where you can't see it. So then they have to take off all the borders like around the area till you get clean margins. And then sometimes it can be like a huge thing. So with all that being said, PSA, get your yearly skin checks. If you notice anything that looks abnormal, go to a dermatologist, get it looked at. It doesn't take that long. They're pretty quick and easy, so do it. (laughs) All right, so what I was talking about last week was communicating, and again, I don't know what made it in or not, but how we don't communicate like the best, I don't feel like. We just had book club this Friday and we were all talking like sitting sitting around this bonfire having like deep conversations and i was like has has anyone ever heard of anything that has been like super mind blowing to them or shown growth lately i was like cuz and i'll go first i was like my, one of mine is i said i mentioned on the podcast last week was when Jay shetty said that we all we basically project our values onto other people and we want them to believe in the same things that we want which causes a lot of arguments because we don't sit back and listen And then Mal, my friend, brought up a good point, like, we listen to be heard, not to be understood, or we listen, I don't know how the saying goes, but it's like, we listen to be heard, not understood. It's so crazy, because you know, the algorithm on Instagram, or all these cameras and stuff, so if you say something, you get all these ads, and so, I don't know when this popped up, but on my Instagram ads, it was like this person talking, maybe a podcast or something, saying that listening is the actual art, of hearing like you can hear someone but to actually listen to them without judgment with patience without responding back to truly listen take what they say in before you respond is truly an art because how many of us really I'm bad about it like I'll I'll listen to someone hear someone and I'll respond back immediately like oh this is what you should do this is what I would do but didn't even have the time to process what was said and I know that me and my friend Ivy, we have talks like this all the time because she, and, and I'm kind of like my aunt, um, you have to tell me if you don't want me to give you a response, like if you truly just want me to listen, I can do that but I need to know that because sometimes I'm one of those, let's fix it. Let's, let me give you advice. Let me tell you what I do. Here's all the options. And sometimes that's not what people want. Sometimes people just want you to listen. And I know I'm that way sometimes. And I've gotten good because my aunt is someone who listens to me and we talk on the phone. And she's told me before, like, if you don't want me to give you advice, you have to preface that conversation. And that goes back to communicating. I think that we all need to do better about communicating our needs. And that's in any situation that could be with friends, romantic partners, date, situations. We all have to be better at communicating. For instance, girls, I'm gonna get on us for a minute because I know sometimes in this podcast, we like to jump on the guys. But I think and this is something I learned um, probably four or five years ago. Um, so women, not all but most women get mad at their boyfriends, their husbands, these guys, they're dating because they're not doing what they feel they should do. For example, you want to go on a date with a guy. And you're getting mad because he hasn't texted you. Why hasn't he texted you? Why hasn't he asked you on a date? Why hasn't he, you know, done this? Or why hasn't he done that? Instead of us just picking up the phone and saying, hey, I would like to spend time with you. Or women who are married, like they get mad at their husbands for not taking out the trash or not cleaning out, you know, the, the dishes in the sink and we'll stomp around and we'll make hints around it, but never say, Hey, do you mind to take out the trash? Do you mind to clean out the sink before we go to bed? I don't like to go to bed with a dirty sink. Like we don't communicate that. We expect the other person to know what we want. And then another thing that I heard, Um, I think I read it in Jay Shetty's recent book or maybe it was something that he said was we don't even communicate like when we are dating or let's say you're married and you're maybe separated or thinking about getting separated because you're fighting. We don't even communicate our level of tolerance. We don't communicate our level of disrespect that will be accepted. We We just say, well, we're not gonna do that again or if you do that again, I'm leaving or we don't communicate like, hey, on first date, day one, or maybe not day one. I don't know. Like a few dates in, if you're like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, in my last relationship, you know, this situation happened, and I will not tolerate it. Like that's where I draw my boundaries. So if this starts happening again in our relationship or wherever this may move forward, then I'm going to have to let you know that that's something I'm not going to accept and walk away. But what do we do? We we don't communicate it like that eloquently we wait for it to for it to happen and then we're like that's bullshit we go run and tell our friends our friends now judge the person because it's a one sided story. And then we get back together with that person. And our friends are now mad. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. So I do think that going forward, when I start, you know, going on dates and stuff, I'm not going to scare the person off on the first date. But if the conversation kind of trails in that direction, because I've had that conversation with the last guy I dated, he asked me like second date, like, what are my intentions? And at the time, looking back after knowing what I know now looking back, like he was at that was his way of asking me like, where do you want this to go? What do you think this is? Like, and I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know you. <laughs> like, But knowing good and well my intentions, whether it be with him or not, are to be in a relationship. Those are my intentions and I should have expressed that to him. And things could have went in a different direction. We don't know. Who knows when you communicate the correct way what, what will be said and what won't, you know? And another thing going back into, like I just said, like girls are really bad about us running to... Our girlfriends, when we want to vent or something, and not everyone, I'm just an overshare in general, like how I get through my feelings because I'm so in my head as I have to talk them out. And I'm pretty good about, I'm not saying I always tell everything in the correct way that it happened. I think I do, but that's my perception, right? Which we're going to get into perception. This is leading into the next topic. So my perception of the situation, I have to go run and get advice because sometimes I am very hard on myself and I have to be like, did I do something wrong? Like, am I wrong in this situation? Like, should I apologize? Am I, you know, and sometimes I'm just very hard on myself. So I always ask for a third party. Now, granted, I get it. We're not supposed to run to other people and share our business because no, it's not just my business. It's that other person's business as well. And then like the scenario I said before, the girlfriends get mad. You go back to the guy. Now the guy's like, why are your friends mad at me? And it's like, well, you know, the shit you did last week, <laughs> just, um, But that's just life. That's what we do. I I know there's got to be some guys that go and share with their their man friends. They're just not as judgmental as women, you know. And I don't think any of my friends are judgmental. I'm just saying, like, I do overshare sometimes. And that's something I need to work on and get better at and communicate that with the partner. But I will say... If you're dating someone that is an overthinker or they need to talk about their problems, you do have to compromise a a certain extent because if you cut them off where they can't have that conversation with you, don't get mad if they run to have that conversation with someone else if you're not allowing that conversation. And I I get there's a compromise. Like, it can't be right away. Maybe you wait 24 to 48 hours. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) So moving on to perception, like I just said, My perception of the situation. So that brought me to a topic that's been kind of on my brain for a while. Is perception reality? Because I used to say, no, that's stupid. Perception is not reality. That is not just because you perceived something a certain way doesn't mean that was my intent. But then, and I'm about to play you this, um, Therapy Jeff on Instagram He posted something that I was just like, huh, well, that's interesting. So is perception reality? That's the question, right? But first, let me just always give you the Webster Dictionary definition of perception. (laughs) Perception is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. So what we hear, what we see, what we feel, those are our perceptions. So That's why everyone always says, you know, when when a couple has a disagreement or something, there's your side, his side in the truth or his side, your side in the truth. You know, whichever way you want to talk about it, because that truth is going to be what actually happened. And then your side is going to be your perception of what happened. And the other person's side is going to be their perception of what happened, where this kind of got Strung into my mind was when I worked in the ER and the perception of everyone of me was that I was a bitch I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there The perception of everyone for me was that I was a bitch, but I had to emotionally withdraw from that job It was a toxic environment for me. It was very hard I was going through something very difficult in my personal life So like my aunt always says you can't have something difficult in your romantic life your personal life and work You have to have an outlet somewhere I was going into a job where I really poured my heart and soul into it, and I cared so much about that job. I was damn good at it, and I loved it, but my perception was that it was toxic. It was bad, so I had to find a way to be able to still have my income and do my job, and the way to do that was just to emotionally withdraw No longer care because when I cared, I was going home upset, crying, not being able to sleep, gaining weight, cortisol spiking. It was just a constant turmoil. Like I was not happy. I was not a happy person to be around. And people don't get that, right? Like that was their perception of me in that place. Like I just wanted to come in, do my job, and go home. I didn't want to have a conversation. I didn't want to ask you how your day was going. I didn't want to smile (laughs) at you, as bad as that sounded. But that was my way of protecting my emotional health and my mental health because I did disconnect with my feelings for a really long time. And where I'm going with that is like that was the perception of people around me. Was that my perception? No. My perception of the situation was that I was trying to survive. I was trying to emotionally survive that situation because I had to have an income. There was nowhere else to go work. But yeah, (laughs) you get the point. I'm not going to harp on it anymore. So perception is reality to a certain extent, right? Like... It is, it's crazy. But another definition on about perception is it says it's act. It acts as a lens which we are viewing reality. So it's really just this lens we're covering it up like your Instagram filters. What's actually someone's perception view? If I put on an Instagram filter and it's like a subtle one, I'll get a lot of like comments like, "Oh my God, you're so pretty!" Or you look. And my immediate response is, "It's just a filter. It's a filter. It's not what I actually look like." I you know. So I think that we just have to be mindful that there's perceptions and try to understand the other person's perception. That's the biggest thing. So when we're listening and we're hearing and we're talking and being vulnerable, all these all these podcasts kind of run together, right? We the biggest takeaway is to try to listen to understand what someone else is going through, their perception of the situation. That could help in any situation, friendships, marriage. If you're having a fight with your spouse and you just truly can't connect with it or understand, take a moment, take a beat, walk away, see, think about what just happened. And maybe when y'all are both calm, go back and talk about it because nine out of 10 times when you go back and calmly talk about it, the other person perceived what you said a different way. So I'm going to play this from therapy, Jeff, like I said, and he puts it so eloquently and in an example that makes so sense. So he talks more about intention versus Let's see, intention versus impact. And intention here, when someone perceives the intention. So I'm going to play this. So one second
1: intention versus impact you judge yourself based on the intention behind your words and actions and you judge everyone else based on the impact their words and actions have on you here's an example you spend weeks planning an extravagant surprise birthday dinner for your babe i'm talking friends from out of town this is your life slideshow cooking all day level bash but on the big night their reaction is more shock dismay than shock delight you had no idea they hated surprises it never came up but even if this isn't the birthday of their dreams can't they see how much goddamn work you put into this goddamn party who's the jerk here well i'm sure it was the best party ever i'm sorry to report that your good intentions do not matter it wasn't your intention to make them feel awkward overwhelmed or singled out but nevertheless your actions impacted your partner negatively and that's something you need to own it reminds me of the famous proverb the road to hell is paved with surprise party planners
0: So obviously that's not talking about perception, but what I took away from it when I heard that earlier this week, and I was like, oh, that will go so wonderfully with this podcast. So you intend to do something good, but someone perceives it as not good. That is their perception, and that's the impact that it had on that other person. And like he said, you have to take responsibility. Yes, the surprise party was a good intention. And you didn't know that the other person didn't like surprise parties. But the other person hates it. They're miserable and they don't love it. You, can't, you perceive the situation as they're being bratty. They perceive the situation as, well, you gave me the surprise party that I didn't want. When you mutually talk about it. You have to take responsibility, both both parties have to take responsibility in the perception that they had over the thing. The other person didn't tell this person that they didn't love surprise parties, so they really shouldn't be upset with you for not knowing you didn't want surprise parties. And then the, the person who threw the surprise party should understand that they're allowed to be upset because, you know, they, they don't love surprise parties. Yes, you put a lot of hard work into it, but that's not what matters at this point, Again, it all goes back to perception and reality, right? So, I think that's the biggest takeaway that I wish we could all, as humans, get better at is just trying to understand someone else's point of view. I think that would get rid of one thousand percent of arguments, wars, fights, <laughs> anything if we were just try if we just tried to be more understanding. And there's things that you're not gonna, you know, agree with ever because that goes back to your values, like we talked about in last week's podcast. You, you know, if it's something that you truly value to your core, you don't have to agree with it. You can still respect someone without respecting or agreeing with their values. You can still have your own values and not participate. But I think I'll end it there. I think that was short but sweet, but got to the point. Again, guys, I'm gonna remind everyone if you love this podcast to please go like, rate, review, follow on Apple or Spotify. I think those are the only two that you can do that on. It kinda just helps push the podcast out forward for people. You can even give me a one star review. That's fine. Um Also, if you do that, just give me a comment on what I can change. (laughs) But five stars, better, you know. But anyways, guys, until next time, I do have some interviews coming up. Olivia will be back to co-host as soon as wedding season dies down a little bit. She's super busy on the weekends, and that's mostly when we have time to link up. But as always, guys, until next time, bye.